Today on Drawing Near, we continue our journey in understanding what love is. So far, we have examined what love looks like in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 John chapter 4. In this episode, we will conclude our look at 1 John 4 by examining verses 20 and 21. So open your Bible and turn to 1 John chapter 4 and join me as we study Loving God Truthfully. Before we read God's Word together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you today for the privilege and the honor that we have to call you Father, to come before you in worship and in study, to fellowship with you, to enjoy the oneness that we have with you through faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, and your indwelling Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray that we would be one with you in love, in the way that we treat one another, and the way we behave toward you. We ask, Father, that you would help us to understand this concept of love, your love, that we could understand how you love us, how we are to love you, and how we are to love those around us. Father, because of sin, we pervert love. Help us to know what love is in truth and purity. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, we read, If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. This verse starts out with a strong statement. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Now the question needs to be asked, what does loving God have to do with loving my brother? Why is John being so strong, so direct with his accusation that you cannot claim to love God and hate your brother without being a liar? Is it possible, honestly, to love God and not love a Christian brother or a fellow human being? Obviously, God's Word says that it is not possible. You're a liar. So what's the relationship between loving God and loving our brother or loving another human being? Well, John first of all says that if you do not love your brother who you have seen, how can you love God whom you have not seen? And we know the Bible says, no one has ever seen God and lived. We haven't seen God. No one has seen God with their physical eyes. And yet we are also told in Scripture that God is spirit, and they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. We live in a physical world. And because we live in a physical world, and we are flesh and blood, our understanding of everything is pretty much physical. We understand love. We understand relationships. We understand even spiritual truths from a physical point of view first. We have to be born of the Spirit. We have to be born again in order to begin to understand spiritually discernible concepts. And so when we say that we love God, who is Spirit, we must understand what it is to love first spiritually and to love a Spirit being. How is it possible to love someone or something that you have not seen? 
you must have a relationship of some sort. There must be an attachment. There must be some type of connection. Even a mother who has a baby in her womb loves that baby, but there is a physical attachment. She can feel the baby. The baby is touching her body. The baby is feeding off of the mother in the womb. There is a physical connection. A mother can even see the baby on an ultrasound, and there is a a love there. But we all acknowledge once that baby is born, that love is more tangible. The baby can be seen and held. There can be a physical affection with that child. The fact of the matter is, it's difficult to love someone that we have not seen. And yet, our love for God is based on spirituality. We have not physically seen or connected with God, but there is supposed to be a connection. We are to worship Him. We are to hear Him. We are to obey Him. We are to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And honestly, I think it's one of the difficulties that so many people have with following the Lord Jesus. How do you follow someone you haven't physically seen? We do see evidence of God's presence. We see His work in creation. We see His work in our lives. We sense His presence. We see God clearly in His Word. We see God in the person of Jesus Christ. So we can know God, but our knowledge of God is spiritually discerned, so we must be spiritually born anew. John's argument here is, how can you love God spiritually, who you have not seen, who your knowledge of him is simply spiritual, and yet hate someone that you can put your physical eyes on? My mother often says that when you look at someone You need to watch them blink. You need to watch them swallow. And in other words, you need to see their humanity, their vulnerability, the fact that they are someone with feelings, someone who can be hurt or helped. This is a concept that John is drawing on. John is saying, how can you claim to love God who you haven't seen, and yet someone you can look at, you can watch them blink, you can watch them swallow, You can watch them cry or experience other kinds of vulnerabilities and refuse them love. How can you not have compassion on someone that you can see? It's one of the challenges of living in an age of of media and social media. We can hear and see things reported on the news, but we're not physically watching someone blink and swallow. We are not relating to them. And so we can characterize them in any way we choose. We can make them a monster, or we can have a sensitivity toward them. But it's not a relational kind of response. It's the same with social media. It's easy to blast somebody on Facebook. It's easy to lash out with text messages and and, and typing our responses to people when we're not physically engaging them, when we can't see them and sense them and feel them. When we are physically disconnected, it is difficult to have compassion and tenderness toward those that we are supposed to love. That challenge exists in our relationship with God. We must stay connected to God through His Word, through prayer, 
through deliberately following the leadership of the Holy Spirit in serving and worshiping God. Music helps with this. Fellowship with other people talking about God all helps us to have a real spiritual connection with a spiritual being, with our Heavenly Father. This relationship with God flows out of His expressed love toward us in Jesus Christ. He has drawn us to faith in Jesus Christ. He has filled us, indwelled us with His Holy Spirit. He has, in love, done everything necessary to reconcile us to Him and to cultivate that relationship. It is out of that relationship that the love of God must flow through the believer to other individuals. When we don't love other individuals, it reveals a problem in our love for God. That's what John is saying here. You cannot claim to love God who you have not seen and hate your brother or a fellow human being who you have seen. The love of God cannot dwell in you if that's the case. There's a problem. This is one of the great aids in identifying for us where there is a problem in our relationship with God. Either we're not saved at all because we don't get God's love for us, we don't get this spiritual relationship with God that doesn't change us so that we can relate in our physical world in a godly way, or if we are saved, then we're not walking by faith following the Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us as sinners and gave his life for us. This love for other individuals is not natural. The kind of love we're talking about is spiritual, and it must flow out of a spiritual birth. It must flow out of a spiritual walk that is based on a spiritual relationship with our Heavenly Father. It is not based on the physical merit of the other individual, how they treat us, what their worthiness is. It's not based on any of those physical criteria. It's simply based on the fact that they are created in the image and likeness of God. God has loved us when we are unlovable, and he has called us, commanded us, to love other individuals like he has loved us. Finally, in verse 21, we're told, And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. After John makes his physical, spiritual argument regarding love, he then says, You cannot love God while disobeying his commandments. Loving God is obedience. Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So when we refuse or fail to love our brother or those that we see physically, we are disobeying God. And in disobeying him, we can't rightly claim to be loving God. You see, loving our neighbor, loving our brother is not an option. It is a command. It's not a command that we can ignore and claim to love God. Loving God involves obeying him, seeking to please him, living in a right relationship with him that results in his godliness being in our lives, flowing through us 
into this world. Loving God requires that we love our brother. If God's love dwells within us, then loving our brother will be easier. When we see this world through the mercy and the grace, the compassion, the patience, the forbearance, the goodness of God, then love becomes more natural for us in the spiritual sense. The act of loving others is one of our expressions of love toward God. Father, help us to love you the way you call us to. Mature our love for you. Complete it, perfect it in us. Help us to draw near to you through your word, through prayer, through acts of worship, through loving other individuals, so that we may grow more in the likeness of your Son, Jesus Christ, so that we may please you with all that we are and all that we do. Father, teach us, but also work in us, empower us, bear these spiritual fruits in our lives, that you may be honored and glorified in the world as well as within us. Guide and direct your people, watch over and protect them, bless them as they seek to honor you in all things. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.